Dishing up tasty morsels of tarot wisdom. Oracle Soup with your host, Katrina Wynn and Gina Thies, two saucy sisters, broadcasting from that magnificent Oregon coast and from deep in the heart of Texas. And inviting your questions about tarot, oracles, counseling skills, reading advice, and more. On Facebook, like our Oracle Soup page and share your wisdom. Soup is hot and it's ready to be served. Welcome, Oracle Soup listeners. We are so happy to have you back in the kitchen with us because Gina and I have something really special for you cooked up here, don't we, Gina? We absolutely do. We are getting back to our regularly scheduled Oracle Soup. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We, we got something personal we want to share with you, our personal learning, our personal experience. And of course, we know that's why you like us, right? Because we're here just sharing our experience, some of our professionalism, and our ideas, which of course you can take or leave whichever way you want. It's kind of like when you go to a smorgasbord and you have your plate and you go, oh, I want some of that. No, I'm going to leave that, right? And of course, we always talk about seasoning, the proper seasoning. So seasoning is so important. So we're going to add something that we think is a very, very important topic. We're going to be talking about reversals. So stay tuned. Yes, and I want to thank all of our listeners who made that recommendation. We heard you, and we are delivering. And keep on coming with the recommendations. Thanks for tuning in to Oracle Soup. Pull up a chair and join Gina and Katrina for a bowl of warm and nourishing conversation. Coming up next... Hey, Oracle Soup listeners. So we have a fabulous and I would say relatively important topic that we're going to be talking about, Gina and I, and it has to do with specifically working with tarot cards. And a lot of people wonder about what do you do with reversals? In fact, do you even use reversals? That's a huge question that comes up for a lot of people. Now, another thing you might want to consider is, is not only reversals part of your reading style, but is it also something that your particular deck that, or even Oracle, it doesn't have to be Tarot necessarily, but is this something that your Oracle is designed to be used in such a way? For instance, did the author design it that way? Did the person who created the cards kind of build in a reversal system? Or are you drawing from something bigger or something that's been around longer, like the weight deck? And I know, Gina, you're you probably know the weight deck and reversal pretty well. And I know there's some really great books that specifically speak to that. Is there something you wanted to share about that? Absolutely. My most favorite go-to book on reversals is Mary K. Greer's The Complete Book of Tarot Reversals. And I said to Mary one time, you know, your book is just opened up so many doors and me understanding how to use reversals. Very early on in my career, um, and as many new tarot 
uh, novices do, I started working with flipping the cards, actually taking a third of the deck and, you know, there was a, the, the thing, take a third of the deck and flip it into what's called the ill-dignified or upside down position and shuffle. And then that way you can really get a great mix of reverse cards. And, you know, that's something that some folks who might be really beginner beginners not, may not realize when we use the word reversal. We're just very simply talking about cards that when you shuffle them randomly, some of them are what we consider to be upright and some of them are upside down or reversed. And when I say that, typically we're talking about cards that are either rectangles or squares. We won't talk about circles yet. That's something I want to talk about. But go ahead. You, you're doing a great job there. <laughs> no, well, so... What it comes down to eventually is, you know, there's a debate. Do you use reversals or reversals important? Oh, you can't read without reversals. And I think after a while you begin to realize what is your process and what's your style and what becomes important to you. Now, in terms of the meanings, reversed meanings, uh, there's a tradition that says it's, you know, maybe the opposite. But in Mary's book, she gives 12 different ways of reading reversals. Now, for me, I begin to eventually not even use reverse cards, but can still um, is extract a re reversed kind of meaning or, or, or representation of what's going on with, depending on the, the, the storyline that's given in the card. So you can look at it as many, many different things. But I bet it helped you in the beginning, didn't it? Because some folks having the cards upside down gives them a different uh, meaning to let's say that spread or their layout or the story that's coming out of that spread so i'm a get, i'm guessing for beginner beginners who like working with reversed messages that was probably uh, an important way of working with their cards well absolutely the first thing you can do is do what is you know, very natural. What is opposite of what's upright? So what would be the opposite of yes, no, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but you can also look at it as uh, what's a what's blocking energy, what's being uh, not said, not voiced, not articulated, what's unavailable, what is the opposite um, trying to, uh, of the breakthrough, what's the opposite direction even. So um, you can look at it, use it for yes, no questions as well, um, which is a really popular use. Yeah, in fact, I specifically saw something on Facebook recently where people were talking about how do you deal with yes, no questions. And one of the many suggestions was, let's say you have half of your deck, like you said, specifically, very intentionally turned upside down. You shuffle it together so half of them are upright. Half of them are upside down or reversed. And then you pull three cards on that question. And if two or perhaps all three of the cards are upright, that would mean yes. And if all three or two of them are reversed, that would mean no. I'd, I, would, I would stretch it a little bit further. I would say if all three of them, this goes back to the I Ching, by the way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, that's, I know that's another topic, but that's where I, I'm kind of influenced by. Uh, so if all three of them are face down or reversed, that would, to me would be an absolute no. But if only two of them were upside down and one was upright, I'd say probably not, but not absolutely not. And this, of course, the same thing if they're upright or if just two of them are upright, probably yes or Completely, yes. And it's absolutely trial and error because, again, you may assign 
the opposite of what's yes and no. But if you have a tradition, you stick to that tradition. In addition to um, some opposite meanings of the card meanings, it could also be interpreted as what's inward versus outward, what's subjective, what's objective. And it can also be about what's inner wisdom or what's unconventional wisdom. Uh, one of the things Mary talks about in her book is it, it can be used as an unconventional, a magical or shamanistic interpretation of what's going on. So it's not the run of the, the mundane. It's looking at the bigger picture as well. So Can you give um, us an example of that? That sounds fascinating. Well, one of the things she says is if an upright card depicts conventional wisdom, then the reversed illustrates unconventional wisdom. It questions all the assumptions indicated by the upright meaning. It is not straight, but crooked and crazy. Each, <laughs> each card has a place that you can see through and into. You have to look under the mask of what seems to be. So, you know, what seems to be, that's very, very interesting. Um, a lot of times it's not. And again, as I developed my own method, I started to actually find that they were a distraction a little bit and it took away from the storyline. And let me look through. And sometimes I do that with um, upright meanings as well. It's like, let's look past what I'm thinking that it means and let's just go keep going. Um, and there's a little exercise you can do to kind of practice. It's like doing a meditation and trying to see past your the darkness of your eyes, thinking past the room, thinking past your house, thinking past the neighbor's house and try to stretch out, you know, your inner vision, so to speak. So it's a really great exercise to do. I love those ideas. Thank you, Gina. You're so full of wisdom. You're so much fun to hang out with. Oh, oh, you, you know, well, I, you know, I, I, I just am. And that's the best way to be. Yes. So in addition to Mary Greer's fabulous book on reversals, another excellent book for beginners is Joan Bunning. Joan Bunning does a, a series of books designed specifically for beginning Tarot students. Hers on reversals, again, it's very easy to read, uh, gives lots of little examples and gives you lots of keywords. Um, but I'm going to move into another direction. And, and, and Gina, you're already kind of hinting at this. But, you know, what if your style of reading isn't so, um, let's just say, predictive or uh, you're not expecting the cards to be so literal. So, for instance, when I'm working with the cards, I don't look for the literal meaning of the message based on that card or that layout. In other words, let's say the um, if the emperor shows up, I don't just say, oh, well, the emperor means this in that position and blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to recite some kind of explanation. I'm going to explore it. I'm going to find out what does it mean to my client, um, what's, what kind of emperor-type energies are present in this moment for that person which leads to an awareness of whether that emperor energy is upright or what some people might call reversed so i'm going to take this a step further i actually was very influenced by vicky noble and vicky noble is one of the developers of the motherpiece tarot which is one of those circular decks Mm -hmm. And as a circular deck, what's so beautiful is instead of looking at it in terms of upright or reversed, she thinks of it like the phases of the moon. So as this round card turns, 
then you relate to the energy, like you were mentioning before, the energy of the card. The question is, is this energy in its full moon and its full light and its full power? Or is it waning and is it reducing? Or is it a new moon? Is it a new seed, that a new idea or a new something that just got planted? Or is it waxing and gaining light and energy? So to me, I think it's so dynamic and it, and it has more of an organic and energetic element. And that way you can go into a lot more detail with the card. It has more meaning. And I realize this isn't so easy for beginner beginners, but those of you who are maybe more intermediate or advanced, I think you'll know exactly what I'm talking about because then you can tune into more nuances and you don't really need the card to tell you that necessarily. It, again, it's you and working with the client. The client will know how identified they are with that energy or how challenging that might be for them and how um, if is it something they have easy access to or is it something that's blocked so obviously that's going to let you know is that upright or is it reversed or is it maybe leaning one way or the other waxing or waning i love the idea of waxing and waning uh one of the other things to do is you know it's certain uh cards are also represented by elements so you can look at which elements increase or decrease or have a weakening effect on the other one. So that's another technique in reading. Um, in my book, Tarot Coupling, I actually did not give out specific reversed meanings. One of the things I did is because I was working with stages of relationships and those stages are the um, new the established, the expanded awareness and deterioration. So there's a deteriorating phase in the relationship. So what I did with my meanings is said that you can actually take the, if you use reversals, you can use, and it comes up in a relationship reading, you could use the deteriorating uh, interpretations Yes. To, to place that. So it's not necessarily that you even have to use, but if you do use reversals in your system and that's what you like to use, that still has a, it's still represented in, in a sense because, you, you know, everything has, like you said, a waxing and waning and our, the way we relate to each other goes in these cycles. So that was important to at least acknowledge and it works very well. Um, to look at when things are not going so well, and that could be another use of reversals. When are things not going so well? Mm-hmm. Wow, we could just keep talking about this for some time, I imagine. But I'm hoping this is enough to give you, our listeners, something to experiment with, to expand with, to try on new styles. And like uh, Gina was saying just a moment ago, find out what works for you, what resonates with you, and uh, have fun with it. I mean, I do. I mean, this is learning. This is what you do and develop you know, different processes and techniques over time. And so, you know, to be the perpetual student of your process. Yes. Well, we love the fact that our listeners sent us to this topic and we're very open to hearing from you. We hope you do visit us on Facebook at Oracle Soup. We also have, of course, our website and this is so cool. You can actually have us on iTunes if you're an iTunes person. We have our whole archive now that's up and available. Uh, I think, can you even download the programs, Gina? 
You can, and there is another site that you could go to, which we have listed on the oraclesoup.org, in case you want to just kind of listen to all of them as, you you know, your day off, and you're just kind of churning through, so we have that link up through Buzzsprout, and so, of course, you can just go to Oracle Soup and download it, it allows you to download the links as well, yes. All right, so there's oraclesoup.org, and there's also Facebook oracle soup we love to hear your comments we love to hear your constructive critiques and definitely looking for suggestions for future programs thank you so much thanks everyone for subscribing and listening to us and we'll see you soon all right let's go eat now Thank you for spending time with us at Oracle Soup. We invite your comments and topic suggestions on our Facebook page, also named Oracle Soup. Be sure to visit our website, oraclesoup.wordpress.com, for hot new servings of our saucy talks, as well as past podcasts stored in our Oracle Soup pantry. And visit our individual websites and learn more about our dynamic offerings. Katrina Wynn at tarotcounseling.org Counseling is spelled C-O-U-N-S-E-L-I-N-G And .org is like Oregon. Gina Thies at tarotadvisor.com Advisor spelled A-D-V-I-S-O-R This podcast is intended only to provide a summary and general overview on matters of interest. It is not intended to be comprehensive, nor does it constitute legal advice or legal opinion. You should seek legal or other professional advice before acting or relying on any of the content. And thanks again for listening to Oracle Soup. Y'all come back now.